0: Ready to rock today, Fire Nation, a JLD here, and welcome to episode 1654 of EO Fire, where I am chatting with today's most inspiring entrepreneurs seven days a week. Create your dream life one step at a time, Fire Nation, with my book, How to Finally Win as your guide. Visit howtofinallywin.com to learn more. Now let's chat with today's featured guest, Gret Glyer. Gret, are you prepared to ignite?
1: I am. Let's do this. Yes.
0: Gret has lived in Malawi, Africa for three years. His organization has built over 100 houses for orphans and widows. He's crowdfunded a $100,000 girl school. And most recently, he's launched an app called Donor C, which people are calling the Uber for Charities. Gret, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that intro and give us a little glimpse of your personal life.
1: Sure. So I'm 26. I graduated from college in 2012, and I spent a year working at a uh, a corporate job, like a nine to five kind of situation. And I didn't I didn't want to do that for very long. I didn't find it very fulfilling. So eventually, I dropped everything, left, moved to Malawi, Africa, where I was able to do poverty alleviation work for three years. And while I was over there, on the other side of the world, one of the things that you notice is well, people live very differently than they do here. And then the other thing you notice is that charities may not be doing as good of a job as, as you would hope that they're doing on that side of the world. Um, and, and they may do a, a better job of representing themselves um, to their donors than, than what they're actually accomplishing. So when I saw that, I wanted to create a system that, w- that created a lot more transparency. So donorcy is a platform that helps people see exactly where their donations go. So, for example, if you give to a girl in Malawi, uh, if you give her money to buy hearing aids, you will get to see a video of her hearing for the very first time when when she gets the when she gets that money,
0: donor C love that, or in that case, it would actually be donor here, or actually,
1: yeah, I, don't
0: <laughs> no, donee here because this there person yeah, is the person was donated to. Very cool stuff. Well, my friend, I'm excited to talk to you because you have a really unique area of expertise. So, kind of break that down for us. What do you define as your area of expertise?
1: My area of expertise has to do with third world countries combined with communication. So, there's we have half of the population of the planet living on less than $2 a day, and my area of expertise is, re- is I'm really good at explaining what those people live like to the rest of the world, to us here in the first world.
0: What's something that we don't know, you know, maybe being here in the first world, that you think we should know as entrepreneurs?
1: Sure. Well, let me ask you a question. Um, one of the first things I did when I moved to Malawi, Africa, was we, we built this house for a lady named Rosina. Do you, guess how much the house cost?
0: Ten thousand dollars.
1: So yeah, that's that's around. I was thinking ten thousand or twenty thousand. I went out there to to build the house and and I asked the guy, okay, this lady needs a house. How much is it going to cost? And he said, it's going to be really expensive. It's going to cost eight hundred dollars. And <laughs> wow. I thought, oh man, that was the price of my last iPad. That was how much I spent on my laptop, or half of that. You know. Nice. So um, yeah, the the value of money in our mind is very different than the value of money for people who live off a dollar a day
0: yeah because technically, like if you're like making two dollars a day, that's gonna take you like how however, like f- over a year to save right. up that's not spending any of that money just to build that house. so that's that's crazy stuff. that's something to think about for sure. And like how does that impact the way that you operate within those countries? I mean, what did that really make your shift and your focus into that you know eventually led to say?
1: I realize that there is this tremendous potential to make a giant impact on people's lives. And there's a tremendous potential to help people in the States feel like they make an impact. Like right now when you give money to charity in general, it's about as much fun as doing your homework, right? You do it because you feel like you have to, then the charity comes back like a month later and they ask for more money. And you're like, well, I never really saw where my last few dollars went, but okay, here, here it is. Here's it. Here it is again. And so the, the thing that DonorSea does differently and the thing that gets me really excited is not only do you get to see where your money goes, but then you get follow up stories for, uh, for for you know years to come. We've only been launched for about five months, um, but people will post once and then they'll, they'll figure out, OK, the hearing aid was provided for this girl right here. And it continues on. You get to see the girl is now going to school. The girl is now getting good grades and, and so forth.
0: Yeah, one thing that I love is like that transparency and the the ability to actually see, because I can speak from firsthand experience, that's why I partnered with Pencils of Promise for two of my last projects, the Freedom Journal and the Mastery Journal, because every time you get to that $25,000 donation level, you actually build a school in that developing country, and when that donation is made, that school gets built, they send you a picture of the school. They send you a video of the children in front of the school saying thank you, and you get a plaque with your name on it, and it actually goes onto that school. So the first one that I gifted was on behalf of my grandparents who passed away. And it said, Mm. you know, this is in loving memory of, you know, my grandparents, um, you know, who always valued education. And like, that was just a cool thing where I could see that. And now we know that there's a school in Ghana with that plaque. You know, the other two were on behalf of the Freedom Journal supporters that we had for the campaign last year. So this is a very powerful thing that I was wanting to jump into because I knew that I would be able to see like visual, like what was being created, you know, that it wasn't just kind of going into this pit of, you know, nothingness that I just didn't know what was coming out the other side. So great stuff. And Gret, you haven't always been just rocking and rolling with Donor C and doing this and doing that. You've had some hard times as well. So take us to what you consider your worst entrepreneurial moment to date. Tell us that story.
1: Sure. So I referenced it earlier briefly, but I, I think my first two months uh, when I was in Malawi, Africa, this guy, Blessings, he came up to me and he said, hey, I want to I want to take you out to this village and show you something. And so I said, all right, yeah, let's go. And, and I didn't know where he was taking me. And I just been in this this country for I, I was brand new to it. And I didn't know very many people there, but I was excited for like something to do. And so we drive yeah, like 30 minutes down this asphalt road and then another 20 minutes down this dirt road and dirt's like kicking up behind us and we land in this village and this big like chief guy comes out of his house and he he's huge and he shakes my hand and like shakes it violently up and down and then we start going deeper and deeper into this village and as we get deeper into the villi- village and and when you think of like Africa this is this is like you're picturing it perfectly <laughs> it's like grass thatch houses and uh, dirt on the ground. There's like naked kids playing in the mud and there's like... As happy
0: as can be, though.
1: Yeah, oh, for sure. Joy, (laughs) Yeah, overfilled with joy at the same time. Um, And as we're getting deeper, there is this lady off in the distance and she's got this like, she's kneeling down. She's got this staff next to her and she grabs the staff and she uses it to lift herself up and she starts hobbling towards me and blessings in the chief and as, and we're walking towards her and she's walking towards us and as, she, as soon as she gets right in front of us she just like drops to her knees and she sticks her hand out and uh we i grab her hand and i shake it and she's showing a sign of respect and um i that that's when i start asking blessings like what's what's going on why'd you bring me out here and he explained this lady's name is rosina she hasn't eaten in in a week mm. and she looked like it i mean she's like when you think of skin and, and bones she is the definition of of what that would look like and um her her she she was homeless she had this very small i want to say like 5 foot uh, cylindrical brick uh I don't, it's not, I don't even want really to call it a house, but like a brick house um, with no roof and rainy season was coming in a month and she needed something, she needed to build a house. So I was told, okay, it's going to cost $800 to, to build her a house. And so I'm like, okay, sweet. Take Here's a video camera. I'm going to film something real quick. And you can go online and you can go find this video I made like three or four years ago of me trying to fundraise for this house. And so I put it out there. I asked my friends to donate and I thought, okay, now I just have to sit back and wait for the money to come in. And a few days go by and all that comes in is 100 Bucks, and I'm devastated because I, I think like what's going on here? Like, why do people not want to help this lady get a house? She's in very serious trouble, and um, I just didn't get it. I was I was upset, and I've seen some very hard things throughout my time over there, and that was probably you know that was like probably one of the hardest days of my life because I just for the first time really realized like, wait a second, maybe maybe I care more than they. Oh, it was it was a tough thing to to really. Um, know what was going on. So anyways, I took a step back. I was like, okay, I, I need to raise this money f- for Rosina. So I took a step back and I realized, um, maybe I should, I should stop being so entitled. Maybe I, I don't need to act. Maybe I don't need to think like they owe it to me to provide a house for her. And so once I stepped back and I, I put the ball back in my own court, I realized, well, they want to see where their money is going. So I, start, I made pie charts and I made Excel sheets. And I said, when you give, this is how we're going to spend the money. This is how we're going to do it. We're going to use local labor. We're going to work through the existing power structure. And after that, the money came in within like 24 hours. Once I flipped the, uh, the equation on its head and said, I'm going to treat the donors like customers, that is when things uh, change for me.
0: So let's talk about lessons learned. I mean, obviously that first lesson learned was people had to see what they were actually donating to and actually have an understanding about what that was going to mean for a difference. What's the big lesson learned beyond that you think that we as entrepreneurs can really take away and maybe apply to our businesses in different industries and different niches?
1: I think for that particular story the, the the lesson is to you always want to be providing value to people and people want they want to get involved and there uh, you can look at the statistics from like my generation in in particular like millennials are nuts about getting involved making an impact they have, it's something like 60 uh, Above sixty percent of millennials made a donation uh, last year, and above eighty percent or sorry above sixty percent made a donation on their cell phone, and above eighty percent made a donation just in general and The people who are giving are giving a lot of money, and the people who are investing their time are investing a lot of their time, and they're doing it because they're they feel like they are making an impact so anyone who has their own business out there, uh, you know it, it doesn't matter if you're in the i t world or you're working with brick and mortar if you're providing value to people, um, that's going to catch on. Let's shift,
0: Gret, into another story. The story that I want to talk about is one of the greatest ideas that you've had to date. Obviously, recognizing the fact that people had to see where their money was going to, had to see that funnel kind of work and what was coming out the other end. That's a great idea. But you've had a lot of great ideas over the years. So what's the one that you want to tell us now? Kind of walk us through that story. Tell us that sequence. How would you turn that aha moment into success?
1: Sure, I'll give you one that's that's fairly recent. So um, not too long ago, there was this. This is you know post Donor launch. So um, not too long ago, there was this girl who was who was walking across a river. She went to go get some some water for her family, and she was walking back across this river, and she didn't realize that there was this crocodile in the river right next to her. And the crocodile, she walks right by it. The crocodile jumps up, grabs her, and bites her in the torso. And, uh, some guys, some, some guys were working nearby. They jumped into the water, swam over to her. They wrestled the crocodile away. They picked up the girl and they brought her onto shore and, um, she had these gashes all over her, her front and her back, and uh, thankfully, there was an aid worker nearby who had her phone. She had her Donorsy app on her, and she took a picture of the girl, and she said, all right, we need 100 bucks to, to get this girl the proper medical attention she needs. Had she not been there, there's a good chance she would have gone, this girl would have had to like, go to a witch doctor or some some similar mm. situation like that. But she had the Donorsy app. She took the picture. Um, she raised 100 bucks, which is not a lot to us, but over there, you know, that's a ton, um, and the, the money got direct- Directly to her, and uh, and it was raised within it was within minutes. I mean, it was very it was almost instantaneous, and she was able to get the funding that she needed. Now, here's where the aha moment came. Um, right around the same time, we got an email from the Peace Corps, and the Peace Corps had decided to uh, have decided to ban donorcy. So, in other words, if they're if any of their workers uh, were to use donorcy to save a little girl's life, just like. I just talked about, um, they would actually be terminated. They'd be kicked out of out of the peace corps and sent home. Um, and there's all sorts of political reasons for why that happened, but. But I was able to take that story and take the Peace Corps ban and present that to uh, my audience and, and to the public in a way that like really caught on and has really um, ignited a lot of uh, people talking about us, which I'm, I'm really grateful about. So um, we were on the front page of National Review. We, we've been on a bunch of podcasts. And so um, sometimes you've got these these really negative things like the Peace Corps banning your app and you can take those negative things and turn them into a positive
0: so let's play devil's advocate for a second here. Like, how do you, with donor C, avoid scams? I mean, I can go on to Google Images right now and take, you know, um, type in like, girl got bit by crocodile and then like right. take that picture and be like, oh, like this just happened, like send me money. And then like, like, how do you avoid that? Like, what are your uh, stop gaps in place?
1: there's two different ways to raise money on donorsy. The first is that we have personal connections with people like like Nicole is a girl that um, that we know really well and I like personally knew in malawi and there are There are a handful of people that we just know really well and we know um, we've vetted them and not only do they are they spending the money correctly, but they're also like they've worked in the country for like 20 years or something like that. And they, um, we know that they'll deploy funds responsibly, like not just a f- not just like it's going to, it's going where it says it's going, but it's going to actually make an, an effective impact, not in a way that hurts the local economy or something like that. So we have existing relationships with some of the aid workers who post, and we present those to new donors. And so if you go to the DonorSea app, on the front page is the staff pick section. Anything on that, that section is 100% vetted, and you can know that your money is going not only to the right place but also to a good place then on the other hand there are a bunch of people who use the app all over the world we're in over 50 countries by the time this podcast comes out we'll definitely be over 50 countries and there are people who use the app all over the world and um they just use their, they just fundraise crowdfund through their friends and family. So if you, John, uh, were post a picture and ask your friends and family t- uh, to, if you wanted to scam your friends and family, you would be happy to do that. But um, most people have to have like some kind of pre-existing trust network before their friends and family want to want to donate to them. Got it. So this isn't
0: just kind of like this idea where this is going to be this, you know, international blind donation. It's just like, this is where either you've been vetted to be in donor C. So there's like a trusted source or it's like, okay, Hey, this is our town. Like this happened in our town. So you live in our town. We live in our town. Like let's, let's get together and do this. And we all know each other and trust each other. So there's kind of that, like that built in no like, and trust. And with all of this happening, Gret, what are you most fired up about today?
1: Well, I mean, our growth has been insane, especially in, I think starting like two months ago, we've we've seen that like inflection point, and so that's a very exciting thing. And learning how to manage that, and um, our like we're adding, we're hiring new people, we're adding people both to our marketing team and our tech team, and we're taking on new investments, and all all that stuff is really excited exciting. Um, so when I think of um where we are today and like the potential that we have, the thing that gets me like really fired up is the idea of um. Of donorcy being this place where you just you show up to donorcy and you have this search bar just like you have on YouTube or on Netflix and you type in I want to help kids in Malawi I want to fight sex trafficking in Taiwan and you just type that into the search bar and then boom up up comes uh, various different results that you're able to directly impact whatever it is that you are most excited about that's what gets me pumped
0: love that in Fire Nation I want you to get fired up for the lightning round as soon as we think our sponsors will be right back. Fire Nation, there are things pulling your focus in several directions when you're an entrepreneur, which sometimes means big things get little attention, like ensuring you're 100% tax compliant. It's important to understand the stakes are high when it comes to federal taxes, and in light of its new focus on international business compliance, the IRS can hit you with massive penalties for technical violation, including revoking your passport. That's why you need a tax firm that understands international business compliance and the entrepreneurial mindset. So So that your energies are better spent elsewhere, IRS Medic is the tax firm that can help. Co-founded by Captain David G. Parent, retired Gulf War veteran who went to law school at the age of 59, IRS Medic understands the stress of IRS uncertainty and enjoys the challenge of finding workable solutions for its clients around the globe. Visit irsmedic.com slash fire to get help with international business compliance and all of your tax challenges today. That's irsmedic.com slash fire. One of the most critical things that I've done in my business to date is spending time doing things that don't scale, like engaging one-on-one with my audience. Now, I'll always engage one-on-one with my audience, but in order to grow a successful and sustainable business, implementing automation and other marketing strategies is a must. So what's the best way to build a meaningful relationship with your audience that's scalable? via email. Constant Contact's email marketing makes it easy for you to connect with your audience through easy to use tools like drag and drop design, real time formatting, and a state of the art editor, which makes it easy to create interactive content that drives engagement. Plus, with Constant Contact, you'll get free expert coaching when and where you need it, making it easy to get results fast. So if you ever have a question or need just a little marketing advice, there is someone there to help. See how you can be a marketer. Sign up for a free trial today at constantcontact.com slash podcast. That's constantcontact.com slash podcast. Gretz, are you prepared to rock the lightning rounds?
1: I am. Let's do it. What was
0: holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur?
1: The thing that was holding me back has always been fear. I've always been afraid that maybe something's going to happen that, uh, that ruins my life, or something like that. Like I'm gonna move to, move to Africa, and something terrible is gonna happen over there, and then and then that's gonna be it. And once I decided to not let fear get in the way, I was off.
0: What's the best advice you've ever received?
1: The best advice in correlation with what I just said is if you're ever at a at a crossroads where you're trying to decide whether or not you want to make a decision, and the only reason you wouldn't decide to do that is because you're afraid of it, then you have to do it. If fear is the only reason holding you back, then you have to pursue it.
0: What's a personal habit that contributes to your success?
1: I think diet and exercise is something. I I have a very good diet and I work out every day and it gives me these, it gives me a much higher energy level than if I ate fast food all the time and, you know, never got on the treadmill. If you
0: could share an internet resource like Evernote with Fire Nation, what would it be?
1: I got to say, it's got to be this guy, scottbarstow.com, scott, dot com. He's a he's a uh, a guy who writes a blog about non-technical people becoming technical founders. So I've never written a line of code in my life, but I was able to start this company because of Scott Barstow's blog.
0: If you recommend just one book, what would it be and why?
1: It's got to be Coming Apart by Charles Murray. And the book is going to, what it's going to do is, is it's going to help your listeners or whoever's, whoever reads it understand that they live in a bubble. Um, even in just America, they live in a bubble oh, yeah. and it's going to pop that bubble and help them realize that, that there are people who live very differently than them and have very different viewpoints. Um, and there's all sorts of reasons for that.
0: Gret, let's end today on fire with you giving us a parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye.
1: Sure. So I would say for your parting piece of guidance, go and do yourself a favor and pop your bubble. The, the more that you're able to get out and live in different places or get, get exposed to things that make you uncomfortable, uh, the better off your life is going to be. I mean, it's not only is it going to benefit the people around you, it's going to be- benefit you specifically. If you want to get in, in contact with me, you can find me on Twitter at Gret Glyer, G-R-E-T-G-L-Y-E-R. And you can also follow me on C. So just download the app and type in my name and there's, there'll be a little heart there for you to follow me.
0: Fire Nation, you're the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. You've been hanging out with GG and JLD today, so keep up the heat. Head over to eofire.com, type Gret, G-R-E-T, in the search bar. This show notes page will pop up with everything that we've been talking about today. These are the best show notes in the biz. Timestamps, links galore. And of course, you can head over directly to Donor C. Check that app out. Follow Gret at Gret Glyer. And Gret? Thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, brother, we salute you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Hey, Fire Nation, I hope you enjoyed our chat with Gret today, and goals equal success with thefreedomjournal.com. You'll be accomplishing your number one goal in 100 days, and I will catch you there, or I'll catch you on the flip side. The best way to build a meaningful relationship with your audience that's scalable is email. And Constant Contact makes it easy. See how you can be a marketer. Sign up for a free trial today at constantcontact.com slash podcast. That's constantcontact.com slash podcast. There are things pulling your focus in several directions when you're an entrepreneur, which sometimes means big things get little attention, like ensuring you're 100% tax compliance. Visit irsmedic.com slash fire to get help with international business compliance and all of your tax challenges today. That's irsmedic.com slash fire.